Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to episode 35. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be the first podcast of 2021. So this is pretty fucking exciting because I know a lot of you guys have been like, be gone 2020, it's a fucked year, it's this, it's that. Whether you had a great year or whether you had a not so great year, it's always nice to have a fresh start regardless. So welcome to the year 2021. It's weird because I'm saying this like a few days prior. So we're still in 2020 technically as I'm saying this. But having said that, if you are entering this year kind of not knowing where you're headed or kind of dreading or whatever, then I recommend you listen to the most recent podcast and that's all about resolutions, goal setting. And it's not your typical resolution podcast. I go more around your belief systems, your mindset, how to retrain yourself because anyone can set a goal and anyone can write a how to get there you know, step-by-step process to do that. But if you're not doing all the groundwork, then none of that's going to happen. And that kind of rings true with pretty much every piece of advice I give you, not just with goal setting or motivation or whatever, but anything that you're trying to change, you've always got to look at the root cause or you've got to look at like the primary behaviors behind why you do what you do or why other people are doing what they do. So basically that's kind of what the resolution podcast is about. So highly recommend you jump on that, get your fucking shit together for the year 2021 because even if shit is going around outside of you that you can't control, there's a lot you can control. Sometimes it feels like you're so not in control and then you go down this downward spiral where then, you know, I was talking about like thoughts, attract other like thoughts and then you start thinking, fuck, I can't control that, I can't control that, nothing's within my control then you feel really helpless. I want you to change your perspective and look at the things that you can control. And most of that resides within you, your mood, your state, how you feel towards things, how you're going to react towards things. If you can make a conscious decision to control how you feel about those things, a lot of other things in your life are going to kind of fall into place and you're going to have a much better experience through life, even in times where, you know, everything else is at a standstill or going slow or it might feel like it's going backwards. Anyway, so to get into it, this podcast is going to be how to stop making excuses for other people's behavior. We do this all the time. If you are a member of the Facebook group, if you're not, by the way, it's um, Do You Fucking Mind with Alexis Fernandez, 100% jump on that and join because there's a lot of great, great fucking conversations that go down there. But if you are a member of this group, you would know and you yourself may be one of these people, that so many people post on this group asking for advice, but they have been making, whether it's it's normally relationship advice, but they're making so many excuses for other people's behavior. I get people making excuses for their partner's behavior all the time. You know, like they're being treated like fucking shit and they normally preface the the post with, you know, yes, she's cheated on me or yes, he's cheated on me, but he's had it really tough or but, you know, things weren't going really, like all these fucking excuses for other people's behavior or they always lash out at me, but X, Y, Z or, you know, I always do more for this person and they don't do much for me, but I just feel that, you know, they're really busy or, you know, so we're going to get into that and I'm going to kind of talk to you about why it's so bad to make excuses for other people's behavior, what the repercussions are, what's what you think is going to happen versus what's actually really happening. So we're going to be talking about that. 
Um, I'm not really going to wrap up my week other than to say that I've just been fucking around and relaxing. So not too much excited. Like great for me. Very exciting for me. Boring as fuck for you to hear about it. So I think I'm just going to dive straight into this podcast episode. So kind of how I'm going to break it down. I've broken it down into a bunch of different sections and titles and whatever. So the first thing I'm going to break down is I'm going to go through a bunch of categories of things that you probably are making excuses for. Mind you, this goes for friends, family, acquaintances, colleagues, and of course, most common one is um, your partner, your romantic partner. So we're going to be going over common excuses that you would make. Um, the actual excuses that you make up for them. We're going to be going over why it is that we make excuses for other, other, other people's behavior. Like what is the reason that we do that? Then I'll go into what happens when you do make excuses for other people's behavior, what the repercussions are. And then I'm going to finally go into what you can actually do about it when someone's behaving a certain way and you're embarrassed about it or when someone's doing something or whatever. So we're going to go into all those different categories. The first one that I want to speak about is the things that you could be making excuses for. The number one thing that people make excuses for is cheating. Why someone cheated on them? My fucking God, if I had a dollar for every time I heard someone excuse their partner for cheating on them, I would be minted. I'd be a fucking millionaire, okay? So the number one thing that you make excuses for is your partner cheating on you. Another one is your partner treating you poorly in front of others or your friends. Someone having anger management problems and lashing out at you. Someone being irrational more often than not. Um, Someone not meeting you halfway in a relationship. Never compromising. Always putting you second when you always put them first. Um, Someone always starting fights. Shutting you out and not giving you a reason why they've shut you out. Blocking communication with you for prolonged periods of time. Um, And never factoring in how their actions impact you. So for example, um, someone who's always late and they keep you waiting or they disappear knowing that you might be worried about them but they don't really care or they never call you back or take forever to call you back Um, or they don't even try to make contact with you, never keeping you in the loop of what they're doing. That's what I mean when I say never factoring you in to how their actions might impact you. Um, Okay, so all these things may or may not have like rung true to you. I know for a fact that I've done this in the past a lot where I've dated someone who's angry or toxic and then I've made excuses for their behavior, not just for myself, but also so other people won't judge them so harshly. So it's really common that you might make excuses to make yourself feel better about why this is happening because you kind of, you're literally trying to fool yourself into thinking that it's okay or thinking that it's normal or thinking that there's a justified reason as to why they're behaving that way. But often we'll make those excuses to the, to the people that are around us as well. Okay, now the excuses that you might make for those behaviors can be, oh, it's just that they were brought up that way. It's really common that we will be like, oh, you know, his father treated him like that, so he's behaving this way now. Or he had a really rough upbringing um, and his parents weren't present or he's, he's, only his dad was there or only his mum was there or whatever. Another one is they're just really busy. Um, they're so stressed. 
at work so it's okay for them to treat me like shit because look how stressed they are the poor thing and then it's like a pity party for this person because they're so busy or stressed or whatever another one could be they had it tough maybe in a past relationship so for example if someone is really um uh protective or possessive over you in a toxic way you then justify it being like, oh, no, they had it really tough because their ex cheated on them or their, their ex treated them so badly that now they've got trust issues. This whole fucking excuse of trust issues is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. And I think I've done a podcast on trust before. If I haven't, I'm going to do it very soon. But we very often will make excuses of why they can't trust us because they had it tough in the past. I'm going to debunk that very soon. It's fucking a manipulation tactic but anyway um another one can be oh they're just really guarded often the reason why they're guarded is again because of something that occurred in their past and another one can be oh they just don't know how to love or they really struggle to express themselves so everything i just said here might be true i'm not saying that these things don't exist they exist but these are the excuses that we make for the behaviors that i just mentioned so you're going to make excuses like oh they struggle to express themselves, so that's why they're always angry and lashing out at me. They struggle to express themselves, that's why they always start a fight with me. Or that's why they're always irrational. Or that's why they never compromise. You know, you could be like, they're just very guarded, that's why they never factor in how their um, actions are impacting me, because they don't talk about it. So really pay attention. I want you, what, what I want you guys to do, if you have a piece of paper, or your notes or whatever, is pull out a sheet, a fucking thing of notes and write down, if you're in a situation where, you know, it's kind of toxic or you're not really happy with how you're being treated in a relationship, ask yourself, am I making excuses? And if you are, what am I excusing? What behaviors am I excusing? Either once or repetitively. Is it that they cheated on me? Do they treat me like shit? Am I their punching bag? blah, 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 blah. What is it? What behaviors exist currently right now between myself and my partner or my friends or my relatives? And why, what am I continuously excusing? And what excuse do I let them get away with? Like what, what is the reason? Is it because I feel sorry for them? Is it because they had a tough life? They're busy, they're whatever. Write it down because unless you acknowledge it, you're probably going to keep suppressing it and you're probably going to keep allowing this behavior and allowing yourself to be treated that way um but the worst excuse of all in my opinion is oh that's just who they are that's fucking dumb the excuse of why someone is behaving like a dickhead to just say oh no that's just how they are is just like saying boys will be boys when a boy a young boy treats a little girl like fucking shit and then you are teaching both the boys that they can do that and you're teaching both the little girls to expect to be treated like shit, okay? So that's what I mean when I think it's a fucked excuse to say that's just who they are. I'm going to give you an example. I was at a party a while back, a, a while back, a few months ago I'd say, and there was this guy at the party and he had his girlfriend there. I was there with my friends. This guy is a friend of a friend. He's not actually a direct friend of mine. He was a friend of one of my friends. His girlfriend was at the party too. And this guy was recently in the relationship with his girlfriend. And he's quite a promiscuous guy normally when he's single. Anyway, we're all in our bikinis, whatever. And the guy grabs my ass and he like makes some comment or whatever. And I, you know, 
pull his arm away and I was like, that's extremely inappropriate. I'm not interested. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm just playing. And I said, that's extremely inappropriate. And separate to that, you have a girlfriend who happens to be here at this party. Anyway, I didn't make a big deal of it. I just told him, "Uh uh-uh, not acceptable. And then I mentioned it to my friend and I said, that's fucked that this dude is grabbing my ass and he's got a fucking girlfriend, like the disrespect. But then my friend responded saying, oh, no, 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 but that's just how he is. Like, that's how he is. I'm like, and? And she's like, he's just like a flirtatious guy. Okay, let's break this fucking down. If you're such a fucking flirtatious guy and that's really just how you are, why the fuck did you wait until it was just me and you to grab my ass? It's because you knew it was fucking inappropriate and you just wanted to be a sly cunt and do something behind your girlfriend's back to someone that doesn't want to have a bar of it. So that is what is so fucked about people making excuses for other people's behavior in the sense of like, that's just how they are. That's not just how they are. They're choosing to behave that way because they know they can get away with it. Even in the scenario that his girlfriend did know, which I'm pretty sure she did not know, because why the fuck would he only do it? Not in front of her. That's a big fucking hint. But let's say she knew and let's say she was okay with it. That still doesn't change my standard. So what you need to realize and what we're going to go into this podcast is you have a standard of what you think is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And just because someone else, their standard is different, it doesn't mean that you have to lower that standard or breach your own standards. So for me, I'm like, I personally think it's inappropriate that when someone's in a relationship behind their girlfriend's back, they're going around slapping people's asses. For me, that's not cool. I don't think that's cool. Whatever. If they think it's cool, that's a whole nother story. But then don't bring me into it because I don't agree. Often when someone behaves a certain way because you think, oh, it's okay for them. I'll just lower my standards and make it okay for me. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. You only ever do it if you want to, all right? But when, yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is this idea of that's just who they are is a fucking slap in the face because it excuses not only what they just did and not only everything they've done in the past, but it allows them to then continue carrying on like a fucking pork chop until the rest of eternity, okay? So that excuse doesn't fly with me because people can change. It's up to them to change. They can't be changed by someone else, but people can change. So I could easily turn around and say, oh, really? Okay, well, it's just like me to slap people across the face every time they say something stupid, you know, and then I start doing that all the time. Then what? What's going to happen? People are going to pull me up and be like, oh, guys, relax. It's it's just me. It's lol. It's just me. (laughs) Ha ha. No, it doesn't work that way. People need to be accountable for their fucking behavior and their actions. And if you want to pull them up on it, you are completely in your right to do that. Now, next point. Why do we make excuses for other people's behavior? We do this massively if we think that we're going to bond with them better. We use that as a tool or a tactic to bond better with someone. So say you're in a friendship group and someone does something that you don't agree with, but they're like the alpha female or male of the group, you're not going to pull them up on it or you're not going to say, oh, I think that's inappropriate if you're trying to get closer to them, are you? You're going to excuse their behaviors. You're going to be like, oh, they probably don't mean to be offensive because, you know, that's just their humor or, oh, they're just joking. It's fine. Or, oh, you know, 
but they're treating either you or other people like shit. This is typical in high school, typical with bullies where other people might not agree with their behavior, but they make excuses for that person's behavior because they want to be that person's friend. They want to be brought closer to them. The same goes with if you're wanting to date someone and they're not treating you well, but you really want to date them. Of course, you're not going to be pulling them up in your head. You're thinking, I'm not going to be pulling you up on this because I want to date you. If I start putting all these roadblocks in place and make you realize that I don't agree with how you're treating me, you're just going to walk away. So in order for me to be more appeasing and appealing to you, I am going to you know, wave all this behavior and say that it's okay. Another reason why we'd make excuses for other people's behavior is that we think that they will see us as the one who gets them, the one who understands them. Now, this is typical in a romantic relationship, especially one that you've been with for a long time. You'll, um, you know, it gets to a point where you feel like, oh, I can't pull them up on this now because it's gone on for so long. But I get them. I truly understand them. We've got this special bond. We've got something that no one else understands. I get why they treat me like, like, yes, they might treat me like shit, but I know it's because they were treated like shit. They've told me about this. It's this like special piece of information that only I'm privy to. So you, you know, feel that you've got a special bond that no one else has with this person. We also make excuses when we think that other people are going to judge us for being with that person. So this, again, more common with a romantic partner But it's very common when you're in a toxic relationship and other people start to see how you're being treated or see like snippets of how you're being treated or they might have been witness to an argument or how they spoke to you or the fact that, you know, they ignore you or they disappear with no regard for you and whatever. You then make excuses to other people. But the problem with doing that is that then you are telling yourself that you have to continue putting up with it. Because if you were to say outright to the people that were closest to you I don't accept this this is unacceptable then you're announcing that change needs to happen and you don't want to acknowledge or admit that because you're afraid that change won't happen and that change can't happen so what do you do instead you then make excuses I I've done it when I was with that psycho the two psychos that I've dated I would excuse their behavior the first one I'd be like oh you know but you know he's on antidepressants um, so he, you know, he's got problems or, you know, he's got demons or the poor thing's got, had a tough upbringing. Like the, the most recent one, oh, he had a really tough upbringing. He, you know, his parents, whatever, treated him badly. All this shit to excuse why they are now treating you like shit. And you say, oh, look, I know he was really, really angry, but he normally doesn't get that angry. Or I know he had a really bad day and this is what he's doing. Like, you know yourself when you do it, you know it. Because you're struggling to come up with reasons and bunch them all together and make it sound legitimate to someone from the outside. But we do it because we want the people around us to like the person we're dating. Even when we know that they're an absolute asshole, we want them to like the person we're dating. Even if they're not a toxic person. Let's say they're not a toxic person, but they were being inappropriate with how they were behaving. Like they were extra angry or they were whatever. You don't have to agree with everything that your partner does. You don't have to, yes, I agree that on the big things you want as a couple, you want to be a united front and all of that shit. But if someone does something that you don't agree with, you don't have to outwardly be like, oh, you know, well, I stand by my partner, so I agree that, and I'm going to start excusing it. You don't have to do that. Okay, fair enough, if you don't want to call them out in front of other people, that's fine. But to their face, maybe in private, I do think it is, I do think it would be appropriate 
to say to them, hey, look, that behavior I don't agree with. And if at a later date or whatever, you're speaking to someone else who was witness to how they were treating other people, you can say, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with what they did, whatever. You aren't, stop thinking that you are a representative of your partner. I know it feels that way and I know it's really hard to not feel that way, but you're not. You are not a representative of your partner. If your partner acts like a dickhead, that doesn't mean that you are also a dickhead. So if your partner is being that way or being inappropriate, you shouldn't feel ashamed. It's okay for you to disagree with how they are behaving. You don't have to bunch yourself in with that person and think that you are blended as one entity because you're not. You're still two individuals who make mistakes. You're still two individuals who make your own choices and you, you're responsible for yourselves, not necessarily each other. Now, another main reason why we do make excuses for other people's behavior is that you think that it's going to make them like you more because you're easygoing. Like, oh, I'm not going to pull them up for doing that. Oh, of course it's fine that they go MIA for fucking you know, a week and don't contact me or it's fine that they never call me back or it's fine that they're three hours late to everything without letting me know that they're going to be late and I'm waiting there like an idiot every time. You know, we just want to be the easygoing one, especially when you start seeing someone and you're not dating and you're not officially a couple. We do this massively. We'll just excuse the behavior, excuse, excuse, excuse. It's fine. It's okay. No, I know that you were this. So I know it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Please, please be aware that there's a massive difference between being easygoing and being a pushover or a fucking doormat or, a you know, a wet noodle spine person. When something is unfair to you and you accept it, then you're being a doormat. That's not easygoing. You being like, oh, I don't care that I've just been treated like shit and now you think that you can then repeat that behavior again and again. I'm cool. It's fine. That's not easygoing. Stop telling yourself that that's being easygoing. Easygoing is when someone makes a choice about themselves and you're not trying to control them. That's someone who's easygoing. When you can date someone who's not trying to control you, who's like, yeah, I'm chill. We can do whatever. That's fine. Let's relax. That's easygoing. Not, oh, you know, treat me like shit. It's fine. You know, I'll just put you and what you want to do and your decisions and your actions above my morals Every single fucking day, it's fine. That's not easygoing. That's you being a doormat. So please, 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 please make a very, very clear distinction between the two. One of them is impeding on your morals and it's making you put someone else above you every time. It's making you put their poor decisions above what you morally think is fair every time. That's what the difference is, okay? You can be chilled with things that they do that don't impact or affect you negatively, when they are disrespecting you and when they are impacting you negatively and you don't raise it and you don't stop it, then that is you letting yourself be walked all over. That's not you being chill or being easygoing or being like that fun-loving, relaxed person. That, there's a big difference. And don't let someone then manipulate a situation and make you feel that you're not easygoing because you've raised something where they've disrespected you. If they then try and manipulate the situation, then go listen to Toxic Psychos and Red Flags, one of my first episodes, because that is them being toxic. If they're not a toxic person, then they shouldn't then turn around and say, oh, you're not very easygoing. Only someone who's toxic is going to gaslight the shit out of you and make you believe that. Now let's cover what happens when you do make excuses. 
that person's behavior will be repeated. It's not going to be stopped. If you are excusing them for being angry, treating you like shit, blowing up, whatever, all the things that I've mentioned, they're just going to continue doing it. You are literally giving them the green light to say, here is your ticket to continue behaving the way you're behaving. Because not only do I accept it, but I am now excusing it as well to myself, to other people and to you. So not only will this behavior, but similar behaviors are going to arise because they can see where your boundaries are or lack of boundaries. They can see that you can be treated differently or you can be easily manipulated. They can become so complacent with, you know, the fact that you are excusing it that they will begin to believe it so heavily. So instead of them you know, holding up the mirror to themselves being like, wait a minute, is this fair? Am I being, you know, can I take some ownership over my actions and what I've been saying? Instead, if you're excusing their behavior, they're going to be in insane denial and they're going to really believe it even more. You've got to realize that the more you allow this to occur, the more spineless you become, the more you allow them to walk all over you, the more they're going to ground themselves in that behavior because it's working for them. You're not going to change or fix what isn't broken. If it works for them, if they're getting away with all these behaviors, if they're, let, if they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do, why change? Don't kid yourself thinking, oh, if I make this like a really comfortable place for them to be, this relationship where they feel really comfortable, then they're going to open up and warm up to me. Then they're going to start being nicer to me. They're only treating me like shit because they're guarded. But, you know, this will bring us closer and then they drop their guard and they're going to be nice. No, 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 that doesn't happen. That shit doesn't happen. They're just going to keep treating you. You have to base how you're being treated and how you will be treated in the future on what is currently happening. So don't predict things about the behavior that you've never seen before because the chances of that happening are slim to none. You're going to predict the future of how they're going to treat you based on how they're treating you right now. And if you're allowing how they're treating you right now, then that's going to carry on into the future. Don't kid yourself. People don't change unless they are forced into change or unless they want to change. But if these behaviors are benefiting them, why would they change? Why would they change? Often we're gonna, we make excuses because we don't want to lose someone. And they maybe if they're toxic, maybe they have instilled in us this fear that if we can't accept this person for who they are and if we can't accept this flaw as part of them, then, well, we just don't accept them and then we can't be with them. That's a fucking slap in the face. So they expect you to adjust to them and their poor behavior. But when the tables are turned, they want full acceptance and understanding and no ownership and no compromise. Just realize how unfair that is. Think about it. Think about it again. They think, oh, if you can't bow down to the fact that I'm an asshole because it's just the way I was raised or if you can't accept that I'm just angry because lol, I just snapped, that's just me then we can't be together. But I can't accept the fact that you have an issue with this. I can't accept the fact that we maybe need to meet in the middle like any normal relationship. I can't. That's very hypocritical, very hypocritical and toxic as well. So if you're with someone like that, that you're making excuses. Normally we make excuses for other people's behavior when we're fearful of them or when they're toxic because not always, but normally. If there's someone out there that you're making excuses for, then you can start pulling them up on it. And 
a lot of the time, if someone's not toxic or not gaslighting you, they will come around at the very least to listen to what you have to say. So don't be fearful that you can't approach the topic with that person. Now, what can you do about it? Number one, you have to call them out. You have to call them out and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be in a really vicious way and it doesn't have to be in an intervention style. It can be subtle. You're, you might be in a situation where you think, oh my God, if the only way to fix this is by calling them out, then I'm, you know, then I'm never going to be able to do this. There are ways of calling people out and it doesn't have to be like, sit down, what you just did was unacceptable, I'm not going to blah, 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 blah. That might not be your style or you might be terrified to do that. So there are other ways of calling them out. One of the ways is not accepting their behavior and giving them space until they're ready or willing to change. So, for example, you can say, that there I'm not cool with, I don't agree with that. You know, I'll give you your space, I'll give you your time, but please only contact me when you're ready to discuss it calmly, for example. Or you could say to them, next time if you're late without telling me that you're going to be late, I wait five minutes and I'm out of here. That this is the last time I wait an hour without any proper reason or excuse and I'm sitting around like an idiot. We're all adults. We all have mobile phones. If you make me wait more than five minutes in the future without a phone call telling me why you're late and where you are and exactly when you're going to be here, your new predicted time of when you're going to be here, then I wait five minutes and I'm out of here. Okay? So you start putting boundaries in place. Or you can say, next time you yell at me either in public, in front of my family, in front of my friends, um, I leave, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm leaving. So right now we're cool. I'm just going to, you know, it is what it is. What's happened has happened. But the next time you do that, this is what I'm going to do. So that's another way that you can call people out in their behavior. You just let them know. Fine if you're going to behave like that, but from now on, there's going to be consequences. I can't change how you behave. I can't change how you act, but you're going to have consequences to your actions because so far I've been the one suffering the consequences. And now from now on, you're going to bear the brunt of your own fucking consequences for your own actions. Now, another thing that you can do, this is not so much, it's not necessarily with a partner because with a partner, you're more sort of intertwined in each other's lives. But this could be maybe for a relative or a friend or a colleague or whatever is not responding in a situation when you don't want to engage. So, for example, if someone dis disrespects you or is rude to you or they're on the attack, you are completely in your right to retreat and step away from the drama. If that person then continues to seek you out, it's because they are wanting to get a reaction from you so they can attack you further because they might still be at that boiling point and they want a reaction to fuel their anger so they can get their release. And they often, sometimes a lot of people get really frustrated when they can't release their anger, so they'll try and get you to snap. So people who use anger as currency are good at doing that because they're used to it. They know how to manipulate people and get them into an anger state as well. If they can get you to blow up back at them, then you don't have a leg to stand on. In their mind, you don't have a leg to stand on. They just rub it back in your face saying that you're no different to them. You know, so if, if you're getting angry that they're blowing up and then they, they're prodding and prodding and prodding and then you explode, then they can be like, oh my God, how dare you get angry at me for blowing up when you're blowing up. Not only is that gaslighting, whole another podcast for that. Fuck, I need to do this fucking gaslighting podcast very soon because I feel there's so much to talk about. 
But anyway, not only is it that, but what happens is they're trying to get you in a position where you mimic the behavior that you yourself are complaining about. Because the moment you do, in a moment of weakness where you lose control of your emotions, where you lose control of your logic and you lash out in their eyes and just in the eyes of everyone else, you are the same as them. You now can't complain about their behavior if you're engaging in that behavior as far as they're concerned. I still think it's okay to say, listen, yes, I shouldn't have exploded, but the reason I did is because I reached the edge because you're always yelling at me. That's all well and good. But what I'm saying is that when the opportunity is there, retreat, chill out, take a breath because anger is a loss of control. People that use anger to manipulate people only do it with the people that are weaker than them. No one would use anger as a manipulation tactic on someone that's stronger than them because they know that anger is a loss of control. Anyone who's got more control over the emotions sees that, sees their weakness and can manipulate them in their angry state. So anger, never, never, never perceive anger as control. Never perceive anger as someone being able to control the situation. The moment someone loses their shit or blows up, they've lost control. And you have the choice of staying in control or not. It's a choice. You might falter a few times because you might like easily slip into those patterns, but understand that it is a choice. You don't have to blow up. So you can just not respond. This is very easy to do with text messages. If you're going back and forth with these like toxic negative text messages, you don't have to reply straight away. You can put your phone down, take a breath, breathe, think, is this the right thing to say? What am I trying to get out of this situation? Am I trying to just slam this person because they've hurt me? Or am I trying to find a solution? Or am I just trying to like find peace for myself? Because if you're trying to find a solution or peace for yourself, you responding in the same way that they treated you is never going to be the right solution ever. So there's this really good quote and I've tried to look up who wrote it. I know it's very popular in like Buddhism, but every time I try and look up who actually said it, it says anonymous. So if anyone can tell me who actually said it, great. But the quote is, never reply when you're angry, never make a promise when you are happy and never make a decision when you are sad. That is fucking brilliant. And I want you to remind yourself of that often. Never reply when you're angry, never make a promise when you are happy and never make a decision when you are sad. That's so important, especially the never reply when you're angry. You can burn some fucking bridges in your life by doing that and it's so unnecessary because things only truly get across. If you really want something to come across, it's always best delivered when you're calm, always. Because when you're angry, people can, they can turn around and like get you on your delivery and get you on this and get you on that. And even if it's unfair, irrelevant, what you really truly wanted to say never got through, which is a fucking shame. So try your best that when you see that someone's treating you with anger, don't respond with anger. Now, another thing that we're going to really focus on and you need to learn from right now, if you haven't already, is that you teach people how to treat you. A bully will only bully vulnerable people. They will never try and bully someone who they know is stronger than them. Bullies don't like to lose because they're weak and they know that they can lose, right? They understand and they have learned how they can treat certain people, who they can manipulate, what they can get away with and they know very well who is stronger than them because they know where they stand. They know where their limitations lie as far as strength. They know who can manipulate them. 
You will never see a bully trying to bully someone that's got power over them, has got something that they want or something that they need. They're only going to manipulate people that can do things for them or that can make them feel better about themselves or make them feel less shit about themselves. They only try that behavior with people that have shown that they will take it from them. They're not going to try it on other people. They only try it on people that they think, "Mm, you could be weak, you could be easily manipulated, I can get something from you, whether it's comfort, whether it's sex, whether it's, you know, you like to keep me company while I'm looking for the next best thing or whatever. So that is what I mean when you teach people how to treat you. If you are comfortable in your own skin, show that you can't be manipulated. When someone does something wrong, you pull them up and you let them know this will never happen again because the consequences will be very different to what just happened now. They're not going to try it again. You start teaching people how to be treated. If you then bow down to their bullshit, what are they going to do? You've just taught them that it's okay. You've just taught them that they can do it again. And not only can they do it, but you're there going to be their advocate and defend them and make excuses for them. Now, really important to realize as well that no matter how fucked their past was or how many cheating partners they had or how awful their upbringing was or how mean their parents were, all of that aside, while that is awful and while that sucks, there is still No excuse for someone to treat you like shit. None. Absolutely none. Zero. I don't know how many languages or in how many ways I need to say it, but there is no excuse for someone to treat you like shit, to abuse you, to be angry at you, to scream at you, to treat you like a second-class citizen. Never. Okay? No matter their upbringing because it is their responsibility to behave how they're going to behave. They are an adult. They might not have been able to control their past, but they can fucking control their their present and their future. And if they want to improve their life or if they want to stay where they are or not, that's 100% up to them. There's only so much you can do. You can't change them. You can't try and change them. You can't control them. The only thing you can maybe do is call them out on them and hopefully hold up the mirror to themselves. That's it. But change is their responsibility. No matter if their past was bad, no matter what's gone down, there is no excuse to treat someone badly. And if they do treat you badly, and if they use their past as an excuse, that is them not being accountable and not taking ownership or responsibility over their own actions. That's what a child does. Children do that. They don't take responsibility for their own actions and they continue to make excuses for their behavior as to why they had to do what they did. Not an adult. If they were cheated on, it does not give them the the green light to go ahead and be controlling or untrustworthy of others. That's not taking ownership over your actions now. You're saying, oh, I'm just, you know, at the mercy of what's occurred to me at the past. I'm just a puppet. No, you're not. No, you're not. You just don't like being vulnerable. So now you're going to try and control other people around you so you feel safer in your little bubble of being a fucking toxic psycho. If you are with someone that can take accountability, take ownership, admit their faults, maybe seek help, maybe keep trying and they falter but they can admit it, then that's where you guys can meet each other halfway. That's where it becomes a joint thing that you can both work towards. That's when you can say, listen, I'll help you here. I'll help pull you up when you do that with no judgment. We can do this together. We can help. You know, I'm not saying, nah, 
that's fucked. Dismiss them if they don't. No, I'm saying if they're willing to change and if they're willing to say, you know what, you're right, I did that and I shouldn't, then you can say, well, why don't we help each other out? Why don't we just have this no judgment zone where next time you do that, I call you out on it and then you do X, Y, Z, whatever. Like you can come up with a bit of a game plan on what's going to happen next if they lash out at you or if they do that again or whatever. But have a plan in place. And if, if that person wants to show up for you, you show up for them. If they dismiss this and if they refuse to change or refuse to meet you in the middle, it stops being your problem. It is now their problem. It is their problem 100% because unless they're willing to meet you halfway to say, look, I'm going to change but I might need your help, then you can both take on the problem and both tackle it together. If they refuse to do that, it's not your problem. It's not your fucking problem because you don't, you're not responsible for other people. You're not responsible for their actions. You're not responsible for their future. Unless they're your child, in which case, of course, you are responsible while they are your child. But that's not what we're talking about here. Now, the last few things I want to talk about is things that you should and shouldn't do. I kind of touched on it, but you shouldn't match their behavior with the same behavior because then it reinforces that for them it's the right thing to do. You don't want to, so you don't want to match anger with anger or sarcasm with sarcasm. Be the bigger person every time because even if they deserve it, it's not worth it for your sake. It's not worth it. You've got to decide, am I going to contribute to the drama or am I trying to fix this? What do I want out of it? Every time you're going to reply to someone who's trying to manipulate you, ask yourself, what do I want out of this? What is the outcome? Also, don't let your pride take over and make you feel that you have to win. A win in this situation, in an argument, is a false concept that lives in your head or lives in your ego. The only real way of, quote unquote, winning is to honor your values and your own morals to yourself. It doesn't matter if someone thinks something of you or thinks less of you. As long as you deep down know that you always respected yourself, you had your back and you, you know, stayed true to your morals, then you've won. Because everything else gets forgotten. But the things that you never forget in life are when someone did something to you and you let yourself get walked all over. Or when you, you know, went against your morals to appease someone else. That's what sticks with you forever and you remember that shit. If you stand up for yourself all the time, your whole life, those things fade away. You don't, who cares? They might feel that they've won or not. It doesn't matter. But you don't need to win the small battles. Your aim is to maintain your peace. That's the number one most important thing. And the best way to maintain your peace is to respect yourself and to respect your morals and your values at all times. Someone doesn't need to be blasted or yelled at or cheated in return for them to understand that what they did was wrong. They simply need to be shown that you will not accept that in the future. End of story. Another thing, you only want to argue facts. So when you're having a disagreement with someone, especially someone who's irrational and really difficult to deal with when they're angry, you don't want to be bringing other shit into it because then you become just like them. They're going to then try and bring other shit into it, bring up your past, bring up something you did. Only argue the facts that are relevant to that situation. I know it's hard, but don't take those low blows. The low blows will be very detrimental into an argument because then that gives them the green light to take as many low blows as they want and that's when you get triggered and then you get angry, they get angry and it's fucked. Only argue facts, that's it. And then you've got to acknowledge that you can't change the behavior or the root cause of their behavior. But you can determine what you will and will not allow. So if the only way of staying with them is by accepting their behavior and if you didn't accept the behavior they would leave you, then you are allowing it. Okay? But 
at least you're aware of it. If you think the only way that I can stay with this person is if they continue treating me like shit and whatever, then fine. But that is now your choice. That has now become your choice to be treated that way because you have the option of calling them out on them calling them out on their own bullshit or walking away. If you choose not to walk away for like a whole array of reasons, that's fine. No one's got a gun to your head. You've got to do what's right for you. But that is a choice. Every time you make excuses for someone else's behavior, you tell yourself that their morals, beliefs, behaviors should be put above you and your morals. The number one thing for someone to change is intention. In order for the brain to make a change, you need intention and you need repetition. That's why you can never change someone. You can never truly get someone to change their behavior or their actions. They've got to want it because they're then the ones that have to intend it and only then can they implement it. Because their brain's not going to change if they don't have that driving force behind it for them to want to do it. It just won't. The only thing you can do is get them aware of the behavior. The rest is up to them. The question that you need to be asking yourself is, can I put up with this? Yes or no? Not, I don't know how much longer I can do this for or how many more months can I put up with this. If you don't want to be putting up with this in June, ask yourself why it's okay for you to be putting up with it now. Because I hear that all the time. Oh, I can't be putting up with this much longer. Okay, so why are you respecting your future self who doesn't need to be putting up with it in three months, but you're not respecting your current self? Stop kidding yourself. If you're saying, I don't know how much I can put up with this or for how much longer I can put up with this, then you're not actually going to change. Change your language. Tell yourself that you are worth ending the situation that you're in right now. You're worth it now. You don't have to wait till your June self or your August self for you to then make that call. The main reason why you stay is because you're scared to lose them. You're scared to leave them. That's why you don't make the call now. That's why you don't ask yourself those tough questions now. But, you know, there's – guys, you've got to realize that sometimes there's worse things in life than being alone. And that's being mistreated or being abused. You've got to stop telling yourself that you will be worse off alone in your own company than with someone that's treating you like shit. What are you telling yourself? You're telling yourself that you're not good enough, that your company is worse than someone who's abusing you. That's unacceptable. That's not okay. So again, change your language and stop thinking that being alone is the worst case scenario because it's not. Being treated like shit is the worst case scenario because not only is someone else treating you like shit, but you're accepting it and your self-love is dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. So that's very important. Please rewrite what you're telling yourself that being in your own company is just not going to be good. You can change that. Those things can change. It might take some time, but that can be worked on. Guys, amazing. That is the podcast for today. I hope you got something out of it or I hope that you were able to reflect on that. And if not, maybe you can give it to someone that you think is will find this helpful or useful. Um, or hopefully it's giving you the push to go and fucking change some relationships and you know call people out on their bullshit and get them more accountable. Um, yeah. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. Happy new year. Fuck yes. 2021 big things are happening. I can't wait to start sharing all these things with you, but that's all, you know, it's all, we're all going to chip away at it. It's coming along. Um, yeah, please keep sharing it. You guys have been doing an incredible job and it means so much to me when I see you guys 
you know, like screenshot the podcast and share it on your Instagram and do things like that. That's just absolutely incredible and it helps keep my podcast reaching new people. I've randomly had so many people from Canada DMing me on Instagram. So hello to everyone in Canada. I love you all so much. Um, Yeah, so guys, remember... Be kind, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke, bye.